0: William Westwood, artists in the Game, Legends Live Ever, Tim West to Westwood TV, London to Lagos, checking out the W Experience with Winky, my man. Get it down on it. Right. Holler at the kid. One. Yeah, my name is Emma Yabaga, show black boy, African rapper number one. You are hanging out on the W Experience with Winky Sugar, my man. Keep it locked, y'all. Peace up. Today's episode of the W Experience is switching gears to a different space in the creative industry. We've had stylists, music producers, music artists, and now we're taking a look into music video and film production, you know. A lot has been put together for music videos more than just the end result of the visuals you see on YouTube, on your TV screen. You have no idea how many hands are on deck through the process of making this happen. With me on the W experience as a friend, a crazy cool creative hard worker. A producer and one of the best hands in the game right now, Ebuka. Not Big Brothers Ebuka, though.
1: <laughs> What's good, bro? I'm good. you good as he said. Not Big Brothers Ibuka because I hate that. I hate that guy so much. Like, I, I mean, I don't know him personally. Enough to hate him, but I just hate how he has owned. That name My name <laughs> So it's like it's never one so it, Like he's the first one That comes to mind
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah I had to You know Put that disclaimer out there uh, Not big brothers It's been a while man Last yeah. time Last time we We had a one on one Before the last time yeah. Was 2014 2015 There about Yeah it was a while ago Wow Between then and now Growth has happened anyways thank you for coming on the show man well i'm sure you were just going with the flow back in the day Mm -hmm. school and when you graduated or were you already putting your mind and your eyes into video production
1: Okay. So, um, first and foremost, it's very rude of me. Um, thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> I just clogged that. I never said that. But yeah, um, I'm, it's good to be here talking to you again. Yes, like, I mean, I've had many conversations over the years, but yep. this whole time, Do you know, actually, sorry, I'm like going yeah. off point. Nah, of, but it's like, fine. I remember strangely, like a radio interview mm. with you, like so many years ago in the lorry, but then I don't know. <laughs> i don't think i don't know now i can't remember i don't think i was the subject of it i think we probably came there with um was it sailor man or something oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So well,
0: that that's a long time yeah, ago that was tila and lukash i can't
1: remember who the other person was <laughs> but yeah but yeah um so back in those days mm. i was a different kind of creative i used to make music mm. And I used to write blogs and, like, short stories and things like that. Mm. And, I mean, I was a part of a Christian group then that we I used to do, like, drama. I just used to express myself however, you know. So I guess mm. you can say that um, I'm still doing the same thing because mm. even to this day, right. different people know me for different things. But, like, at my core, I'm just someone that expresses his ideas and his creativity however
0: he feels. Mm. Nice. So first off, who is this Ebuka? Blow your horns. <laughs> well, this Ebuka is the same
1: Ebuka that has always been. I'm just a bit more richer now and a bit more Big Boy. <laughs> but but um, um I describe myself as a creative producer. Mm-hmm. Um I run a production company with my brother. The production company is called LLMB. I'm basically but into film production, media production, and more recently, experience production. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done so some music videos that you might be familiar with that we've done pretty much 90% of Thames videos. Oh, really? Um, like grandma's first big video, maybe we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then a lot of work with like the alte artists, like Santi right. or Dunsi, right? You know, um. Kids Daniels Echo Like on the mm. more Mainstream side So we did that And then um, More recently we We're doing, doing more TV commercials So if you watch right. Big Brother last year mm. um Sponsored by Pocket App So mm. like all those Pocket App commercials We right. did those The um, Piggyverse commercials We did those
0: that was huge. You know, man. Yeah. He is definitely Rachel now.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so that, that's kind of in a nutshell what we do on the film production side. Mm. And on the experience production side, so there's a lifestyle facet of our company called Vogue Boys. Right. And mm. um, we pretty much just put together live experiences of different sorts.
0: Mm.
1: Um, you might call them parties, but like if you go to one of them, you know, it's way more. It's than, a
0: lifestyle.
1: Yes yeah, it's, it's beyond just parties. <laughs> Um, and then, and then what I kind of angling to do that for not just ourselves, but Mm. create experiences Mm. for other people and other brands as well, you know? So, so yeah, basically that's kind of in a nutshell, what I'm about these days. Mm.
0: Nice. Before, you know, you got super busy, you know, the way you are right now, these days, Mm. can you remember your first major gig? So um there's, there's a
1: reason why that's a difficult question to answer is because at different stages, mm. there's like how they say, it, new levels, new devils, right? That's right. Um But I've, I'm the kind of person to take everything I do super seriously. So mm. even back in uni, mm. like it was a big deal when like I was on stage with Quincy and Tifresh mm. on stage at it's a faculty dance competition, performing right. our song, you know, and girls were screaming. <laughs> and then I went backstage at the end of the thing and one girl kissed me, like, <laughs> so I like, feel like a superstar at that point, <laughs> you know? So, like, that was a milestone in my life, you know? But, like, mm. I guess as a filmmaker, yeah. one of the more... um mm, There are different points, to be honest, and I can't even say which one is more important because before I said, like, producing, producing my own things under L&B. Right. I'd worked with like Meiji Alabi for a while as mm. maybe a assistant director or a production manager, like Tony mm. says. You know, and those were big deals to me. Like um, this video, tiwa Savage and Whiskey in Malo, I, yeah. I think it was first idea on that project, you know. Like So the things like that, that just represented me getting closer to my dreams. Mm. And even way before that, um just right after uni, right. there a time when I used to do YouTube, Content and interviews, mm-hmm. and I've done interviews with Files, i done interviews with Yemi Alade, yes. you know, and those mm-hmm. were big deals to me at that mm-hmm. point, you know. And then doing like commercials for the headline sponsors of Big Brother, right? That's a big deal. But you know, when you do it, you've done it, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't look that big of a deal. But when you're working <laughs> towards it, you know, so like right <laughs> now, bro, I'm partnering some big deals, like that make everything I've done up until this point. Mm-hmm seem like small fries, you know? So, Mm. but yeah, there's been many different like points in my life where I was like, oh shit, we just, we just did that. Or sometimes at our events too, Mm. like, you know, sometimes you just take a step back and see like hundreds of people just Mm. having a great time, you know, and that wouldn't have happened if like you and your team Mm. didn't like think about it and like Mm. execute it, you know? So like all those things... I like those surreal moments
0: that feel like big deals coolest so um this might sound like another difficult question but it's mm-hmm. not so difficult mm-hmm. you know but how how big is the film industry in nigeria right now um the film industry in nigeria is huge and it has
1: always been and i guess you can credit that to just our share population mm. in itself. What, is, what they say that we're the most populous black nation in the world. So as a market, mm. it's just a huge market, right? right. And it's always been. Mm. Um, even from when I was in secondary school, everyone has always said that like, Nollywood is like the third mm. biggest by volume. Mm. You know, so there's Hollywood, there's Bollywood, and yes, then sir. there's Nollywood. Because... Just not many film industries in the world put out as many movies. Is
0: there anything like Gollywood?
1: Yes, there's Gollywood. That's, <laughs> I mean, I think everybody just adds a wood at the end of their name. Like, even people in Kano say they're Kani you, know, like, you know, so, but, but yeah, but like Nigerian film industry is huge. Mm, mm. Um, but what's happening right now is that we're coming into the future. or or coming apart with what's happening globally you know so Mm. with the advent of streamers like Netflix Amazon and them establishing operations in Nigeria Mm -hmm. so there's more funds Mm. to tell better stories you know and then you can Mm. see the likes of Brotherhood you can see like these action films where we can actually now explode cars that used to happen for real for real Uh, you know (laughs) so like so it's not as if the industry has gotten any bigger or much bigger Mm. but like is there's now more funds coming in, Mm. more foreign funds.
0: Nice. So what's the most that's been spent on a set for you? Like the biggest budget wise?
1: Mm. The truth is that I cannot remember, Mm. but um, because like there's projects that we've done that um, the budget was in dollars, Mm. you know, and there's projects that we've done budgeted in
0: Naira mm. you know so like do you mostly charge in dollars or in Naira
1: no is neither here nor there so mm. when I work with clients in Nigeria I never charge dollars oh yeah because I think it's quite stupid to build people in Nigeria <laughs> dollars but um, because of how like our industry is opening up now yeah. and how cool Nigeria is becoming on the global scale mm-hmm. um, there are people abroad like in London or in mm. New York mm. you know that want to do a project in Nigeria Right. So, they can't fly down a, an entire crew there, but then okay. seeing that there's capacity on ground now to mm-hmm. do it, they rather just send their money, mm-hmm. and then you do the job. So, mm-hmm. for projects like, like that, to most likely billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, just recently this Easter period, we mm-hmm. had this um homecoming. You know, of homecoming. Yeah. So like yeah. the editorials for homecoming, like the photo shoots of like the mm-hmm. nocta and the uh, fashion pieces, right. we produced that. You nice. know, and because Homecoming is a UK, like, yeah. the, the mother company is a UK company. Mm-hmm. So that invoice was like in dollars.
0: Stand you know, so it's a lot giant. Yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so that's pretty much just how it is. But for, if I could, if I would say like the, a music video mm-hmm. budget, mm-hmm. like a comfortable music video budget would probably be in the neighborhood of like maybe 25M or thereabouts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not to say that we haven't done or we would not do music videos for much less than that. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just an artist that's not that's independent and right. that just really good. Yeah. yeah, trying yeah. to be out there, and you know that this song deserves a good video, and then you can even take C5M for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And
0: just to support support
1: them. You know, mm. but on a project like that, you know, are not really making money, we're That's just right. supporting, you know. So That's like right. it's not something that we do. And again, it's not even everyone that has the kind of music that compels you to do something like that, you know. Mm. But um but yeah, and then for commercials, mm. the budget for commercials would probably be in the neighborhood of sixty M, fifty M, seventy M. Some of them can go up to hundred and twenty, it depends. Right. You know. Yeah, but, but like for all these numbers I've called I've done like projects that are in those ranges mm. you know mm. um we've done projects for like say maybe 40k dollars, right. you know but but like the thing is when in Nigeria when you say oh yeah the budget of a music video is 20m they just assume that the whole 20m is going to <laughs> to one person but that's not how how it works
0: yeah cuz my know. next question you know was going to be before you mentioned this mm. What is the difference between producing a video and directing a video
1: Mm. okay yeah that's a good question because many people don't know the difference so Mm. a producer Mm. um helms the logistical administrative Mm. and financial side of a production while a director helms the creative side Mm. so basically an easy way to describe that would be that um a producer brings a director's vision to life Mm. so a director might say oh for this project i envision five naked girls dancing on the moon Mm. right so Mm. the producer's job is to make it happen so now now the what what enables you make that happen is the budgets right Mm. so if we had an unlimited budget funded by elon musk we could actually Mm. say oh you know what? let's take five nigerian celebrities pay them enough to agree to be naked, mm. get Take a spaceship and fly them to the moon <laughs> and shoot it. It's possible if you can afford it. That's right. right. But if you can't afford that, then you mm-hmm. say, okay, maybe we'll just get like some models. Mm. Maybe we will get like some cheap, like porn stars. Right. If they're not that fine, we'll put them, put mask on them. Make them fine. You know, and then maybe we'll shoot in <laughs> the studio, put green screen, mm. you know, and then get a VFX person to mm. design a moon background right? you know so like but whichever route we choose at the end of the day there'll be a video with naked girls dancing on the moon you know so like yeah. my job is to find the best
0: way to make that happen within budget and within the time frame that we need it so do you create a treatment plan for all the jobs you do or you're just like yeah let's do it this way let's do it this way and then so um, it. there's
1: ideally there's a treatment for every project right um, ideally a director creates that treatment but okay. that's why I refer to myself as a creative producer because mm-hmm. I'm also very good on the creative side mm-hmm. as I am on the logistical and administrative side. So like, cool. and the reason why I love directors that work with me, work with me is because I can also offer them support mm. in that regard. Mm. So there are projects where I've come up with the treatment, there are mm. projects where a director comes up with treatment. Mm. There's projects where the artist comes up with the vision and then the director and my team will build the vision, you know? So like, it happens anyway, but like, mm. if you go into a project without a treatment, mm. you're just setting yourself up for failure because you don't there's no way to measure success right you know so like you don't know if you've shot enough or if you've not shot enough mm-hmm. you know so you're going to now go at in, in edits and find out some of the things you shot don't even work with each other you know so like <laughs> if you're so a professional started. filmmaker you <laughs> treatment scripts all that that's the first like thing to do before
0: you go into the project how long does it take to create a treatment for you personally
1: it just depends on how excited I am about mm. the project. Mm. Um, it might be like, say, I'm feeling Rema right now, right? Right. And, um, there's this song that he just teased, Charm. That's the drop. Yeah. So at some point. Yeah.
0: So, With a silhouette type video. Yes.
1: You know, mm. so that song sounds so good to me. And if he called me now and say, and says, Cause I've looped that, I've played that snippet like 10 times, and mm. it's not even the complete song. So, if Picture Rayman sending me that song now and says, I want to do a video to this and I need a treatment, mm. I'm probably good to whip it out before like sunset, mm. you know, because I but just because I'm excited about yeah, it. But yeah. if it's a song that I don't like or a mm. project that I'm not too excited about, mm. I'm just going to hang around and wait for inspiration, <laughs> you know. So, like, that's so
0: talking about inspiration yeah. right now. What inspires your creativity?
1: For me, what inspires my creativity is just real life. Mm. And and when I say real life, mm. it means everything and it means nothing. You know? So it's like I'm I'm very so sometimes I even feel like I might be a fraud with me mm. because I I reference a lot. So like if mm. when if we, if we to if I needed to do a story about two guys recording a podcast or recording an interview, right. I would first go and Search for other people that have done that in the past, right? You know, and see how they did it, Mm -hmm. and then I'll think about like, okay, but in the Nigerian context, how would this happen? Mm -hmm. You know, would they be speaking pidgin? Would they be speaking English? (laughs) Would they be sitting on on the floor or mat? (laughs) You know, so like, I pretty much start from a reference point Mm. in real life or Mm. in media, right? Then I put my own spin to it. That's how I always like approach. So I'm inspired by real life and I'm inspired by things that people have done before me.
0: Have you ever dealt with damages, you know, while on set? And how did you handle it?
1: Um, I have. It's almost inevitable to get, have some damages. Mm. But there's usually... I guess um, provisions made for that. Mm-hmm. Ideally, in your budget, you, you ought to have like a contingency or miscellaneous, you know, that you can push towards some of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, but it also depends on who did the damage as well. <laughs> you know, you're hoping that the damage is done by someone rich that can pay for it. <laughs> so there was a time that we are filming a commercial in a, in an art gallery. Mm-hmm. There's a, this art gallery called Art 21 in Echo Hotel and we're filming, it's seen there. So... The lights, because the the lights we use are really heavy duty lights Mm. and they get really hot. Wow. But something that no one had anticipated, and I guess that's where experience comes in, is, Mm. you know, there's like fire detectors. Right. And so one of the gaffers had put this light Mm. too close to the fire detector. Whoa. So the heat from the lights set off the fire alarm thing. Yeah. And then all the sprinklers came on you know so Sheesh. that's something that no one anticipated so mm-hmm. thank god that there was no artworks hanging up on the yeah. wall at that on that day you know but what happened was the water that stood up in the, this thing was mm-hmm. dirty so it stained all the white walls on so mm-hmm. they gave us a bill for the painting and renovation mm-hmm. and all those things you know mm-hmm. but yeah so if damage happens you're going to pay for
0: it mm-hmm. nice. Oh yeah So I'm sure there are challenges in the film industry, you know, in your space. And um, if you had the power to take care of any of these challenges, you know, what would you do to create an everlasting solution to it?
1: Okay, so I think the biggest challenge Mm. to this industry, contrary to what many people say, people talk about money, talk about Opportunity, talk about all that, but I think the biggest challenge is a problem of what I call it mediocrity, or like a skill problem, or like a the lack of a quest for excellence. I don't know the correct way to put it, but I guess you can get what I'm trying to say. It's like so, you know that thing in Nigeria where like people just tend to do the barest minimum. Mm -hmm. So that's I think is the biggest issue. Mm. So what that what that Cause is that we don't have so many professionals. We yeah. just have people that want to do a job and make money and move on to the next one. You know. Right. So if I could solve one problem, mm. is I would create a way that magically that everyone becomes has this desire to improve themselves mm. and have a a quest for excellence to be right. at the top of their game at every given time. Mm. So at that point where when you hire like a stylist, mm. they're not just and you say I want the I want Winky to wear a red shirt and mm. blue jeans. Mm. They don't just throw on any red shirt because you know if if I say that if they give you a red shirt with like snack um slacked neck, like, right, <laughs> slacked collar, mm-hmm. they can as well still say I ah, bought my red shirt. You asked for nah, that's right. <laughs> so like, and I have to deal with that a lot, mm. so it, mm. it stresses me out. So yeah. like, if people would do that job like put themselves in Winky's shoes mm. and style Winky how they would like for people to style them mm. in that, in that, um, in if they were in Winky's shoes. Right. You know, there'll be more excellence. There'll be more, we'll be able to compete more on quality that's right. abroad you true, know true. and then there'll be more value to go around so, so that's what I'll do
0: alrighty so I've seen a lot of crazy videos that blew my mind and I'm like oh my night nice boys are not playing bro mm. <laughs> you know so what is the dream like for you sounds lofty but my dream is to revolutionize
1: um film and experience production in Africa mm. basically Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it's like pretty much not. So it's not just with film alone, but also Mm -hmm. with like experience. So I watch things like Coachella Mm -hmm. and how they're able to create that kind of experience and that kind of ecosystem where a lot of people are eating from a show like that. Mm Because when you think about the hotels that are going to be occupied when Mm -hmm. people come to that Mm -hmm. kind of show, the food vendors that are going mm. to cater to 150,000 exactly, you know. Mm. So like, I'd love to create a bunch of experiences like that mm. that families, people, creatives can just depend on for survival, right? Mm. Then in terms of the film side of it, I also want to create films that change the game in that way, where like you mention, like it's not a thing where like when you mention Nigerian film. Mm. People expect it to be of a lower quality, mm. you know? So like, I've always wanted to do things apart with what's
0: obtainable globally. Nice. So what, what's coming next for you and your crew?
1: Hmm,
0: only God knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even lie, only God knows. say, <laughs> like, it's for man to plan, but it's God that, like, makes it come to fruition, right? But like, mm. we have plans... Uh, On the film side, our plans are to, because we've conquered music videos, I would say, we've conquered Mm. commercials, I would say, even Mm. though they're still, we're still actively conquering those things. Right. So the next frontier for film for us will will be actual narrative film, Mm. like films that go in the cinemas, films that go on Netflix, and things Mm. like that. So that's Mm. kind of what we're gearing up to, like, do next. Nice. You know, but. On the grander scheme of things... It's only <laughs> God that knows what's next for
0: Vogue Boys and everyone. That's right. Okay, so, um, away from filming a, um, for a beat, I think you have an event company you also run, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess we can call it that.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So, w- what's the story about Okay. the Vogue Boys? Vogue Boys.
1: Yeah. So, so basically, Vogue Boys... Um, came about that we did a production uh, for Paris Fashion Week, like uh, a fashion film for Paris Fashion Week. Right. Maybe like two years ago or three mm-hmm. years ago. I can't remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that production made it to Vogue magazine. Mm-hmm. And then I guess in that process, in like someone said, ah, Vogue Boys. <laughs> and I think don't Vogue. Type mm-hmm. So it just sounded like a catchy thing. And everyone else saying Vogue Boys, Vogue Boys. And mm-hmm. then we... Just adopted it and said, calling ourselves Vogue Boys. And then, um, at some in 2020 January, mm. like in the, it was a new year. and wanted to do, like, you know how brands do hampers for yeah. people that they work with. But yeah. We're like, oh, she, hampers are so like boring. Mm. Why do that? Let's just do a party, like mm. a thank you party mm. for everyone to come, everyone, clients, models, crew, mm. Mm. just come and have a good time at our expense, like it's going to be free. Mm. And yeah. And and that was we go again, twenty twenty. Mm. So that party it went so well and it was so much fun. And everyone just kept asking when is the next one? When is the next one? Mm. So we did a couple more parties and we just realized that oh we're actually good at doing like parties and experiences. Right.
0: Right.
1: So let's just do them. And then we now have like two annual events that mm. we do and we are now gearing up to do like events for hmm. external parties as well. Uh you see some of those things
0: very soon. Alrighty, we can't wait. I think you did one already this year.
1: We've done two already this year. Oh, so really? our two our two annual events is we go again the one i oh, told okay. you about which, okay. are, which is in a, a new year party. Oh, okay. That's invites only for like the brightest creatives in the game. Right. And then there's um easter cookouts which is like an easter festival that we mm. do that's already happened as well right so people have just been clamoring for more experiences and we're just internally thinking do we
0: do more mm. or should we just keep it to what it is you know, so like i guess we'll find out soon. <laughs> nice so word of advice to anyone who is looking to venture into your kind of creative space in the industry right now and they're probably confused on Way. How can I even get, if there is, a manual to say this is a step-by-step thing to get to the space where Eboka is in right now?
1: Mm.
0: Um, So there,
1: there's a manual, mm. but you will always read and consume it with a pinch of salt, right? Mm. Because there are no two people that have the exact same journey any space you True. know so like if you like my reality and your reality can never be the same right there's right. some people in David, o, for instance
0: mm.
1: grew up rich owned it yep. used his resources to mm. push his music right take whiskey on the other hand
0: mm-hmm.
1: grew up not rich mm-hmm. use his talents that's right to push so even Davido has talent as well but like whiz had to depend more on the talent Yeah, and they yeah. do like could like leverage his resources yeah Uh, whereas Boy is somewhere in between that's right you know so like i'm just trying to say each of these people had different starting points Mm. and they've ended up almost at similar places now now global superstars right so that's right someone that's an aspiring musician would say oh whiskey give me the manual but then it might not really work for you you Mm. know but um there's things that you can learn from all these people. And what right. they have in common, in my opinion, is that they were all consistent. Mm. You know, so David O, from the, his years in Atlanta, mm. he was already pushing music against yep. the wish of his father, right? That's right. Boy was pushing music with the support of his mother, mm. but also for a very long time. Yep. Whiskey was pushing music with support of Banky, mm-hmm, OJP, all mm-hmm, these people. Mm-hmm. So if you see how many years ago this started pushing the same music, so now, like, it's decades That's right? Right. That's of right. consistently pushing that thing. Mm. So the mistake that people make is that they start doing something and it doesn't work out, and then they just they throw up it easily. in the door, you know? So, like, mm. my advice to you would be um, seek out information
0: mm.
1: and so a manual, but understand that that manual might not work for you, but then there's things to learn. That's so, right. for example, how to produce a music video. If you Google this simple mm. question, mm. you see things that lead you to other things that lead you to other things That's right. interviews yep. of, like this one that you're listening mm-hmm. to now right mm-hmm. um, and then you, what that gives you is the information and then you take that information and apply it consistently mm. over time like I told you about the interviews we did with Files yeah. with Gmail, like, those things didn't even come out <laughs> so that was, those were like times when we're learning
0: so are you, know, you at some point still gonna go back to you know just bring in Creatives into your space and talking to them about it, bringing back the whole interview thing.
1: I mean, I do talk about it, um, like I'm talking about it now, right? You know, but yeah. So, like, even in conversations with people that mm. are close to me, mm. I talk about. I'm just a very free, right? Yana, like the
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <Yannis. laughs> Alrighty, thank you so much. We appreciate this. So to catch up with you and connect on socials what's your handle on uh, my handle on instagram is king
1: ibuka okay and on twitter is ibuka sid all right um yeah thank you so much for having me bro
0: really good time <laughs> you didn't forget this time i didn't forget this time all, <laughs> all right honest. man appreciate it god, god bless the grind more money amen <laughs> mm this is where i'll be taking my bow for today god's grace i'll be back next week for a better experience where you're from does not always dictate where you're going in life but it says a lot about who you are always represents your roots stay true curious and be you peace and love